Hey everybody, thanks so much for joining us today. My name's Tom and I'm going to be your host here this morning. A special welcome to all of you Green Campus refugees that are here as well. It's been a crazy couple weeks. I mean, last week it was basically summer, and then snow flurries again? And we've got more and more people getting vaccinated every day. I mean, I got my first shot on Good Friday, and then we had to close our campus for a week because just about everybody's been sick or quarantined. It's like that video, you know the one, where the marathon runner comes running down the home stretch. He's struggling, but the finish line is in sight. And then his legs give out on him. And he face plants 10 feet from the end. I mean, how, much, how many of us feel like that guy right now? We are crawling and rolling our way to the end of the race. I feel you, man. I love this next part, though. What a great illustration of what the church should look like. I mean, that's what a community does. It lifts you up when you can't walk and carries you through to the finish. So remember, we are all in this together, and together is the only way that we can get through this. That's for that reason that we, each, that we come here each week. We worship together, we learn together, and we celebrate together, even if we're apart. So let's th get things going with a celebration of some next steps. Big congrats to Ed and Chris Sauter, who finished up 101 with their connect group, led by Adam and Michelle Whitbeck. Great job, everybody. Now, Ed and Chris have been Christians for a long time, but they understand that they haven't crossed the finish line yet in their faith. 101 might have been mostly reinforcing the basic, most important parts of their faith, but now they're ready to turn around and mentor others who might not know where they stand with God. Everybody has a next step, and that's why we invest in people across the spiritual spectrum. Whether you don't even know who God is, or if you've been following him for 50 years. Now this includes investment in future leaders. And as we continue to grow our current campuses and look to open new campuses, we need leaders more and more. So to make sure that we're ready when God is, we've created a leadership development pipeline here at Berean. So we find people who are interested in becoming leaders and some elders and pastors spend time studying what church leadership looks like with those prospective new leaders. They invite them to take part in some of the responsibilities around the campuses to give them an inside look at how Berean operates and why we do things the way that we do. Now, during a recent planning and vision meeting, Joe Aston, one of our trainees, had this to say. This past year, having the opportunity to meet one-on-one -on -one with Pastor Justin has really grown my faith. We all have areas that we are weak, and that's why God gave us other believers to surround ourselves with, build each other up, and in turn, help us build others up for God's glory. That's true discipleship. I wanna say thanks to all of our trainees for their investment of time and talent as part of our leadership team. And thank you all for investing financially at Berean to make it possible to mentor future leaders like Joe and many others. These investments enable us to make more and better Jesus followers. We appreciate your support with your prayers and finances as we continue to try to be ready to move where God wants us to. Be praying for Berean, the leadership that is currently in place and the future leaders that God will raise up. And if you're ready to join us financially, just go to bbctransform.org give to give online safely and securely. Now, normally at this time, we join up with our green campus to be part of the message, but nobody's there today. So I had a chance yesterday to get together with Rick Kramer and had him share the next part of our parable series with us. 
I'll be back on after Rick is done for a quick send-off, and we'll end this morning with some worship and song. For now, I'm going to get going. And if you're not familiar with the parable of the seeds in the soil, check out this video for a quick recap. Behold, the sower went out to sow. As he was sowing, some seed fell beside the road, and the birds came and ate it up. Other seed fell on the rocky ground, where it did not have much soil, and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of soil, and after the sun had risen, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among the thorns, and the thorns came up and choked it, and it yielded no crop. Other seeds fell into the good soil, and as they grew up and increased, they yielded a crop and produced thirty, sixty, and a hundredfold. Hey, good morning. Welcome to this special edition of Online at Brian. Um, out of an abundance of caution, uh, we're not having in-person worship gatherings this, uh, this week at our Green Campus. Um, so this morning's going to look a little different. Uh, as you can see, uh, I'm outside. I'm, I'm near one of the garden areas that we have here around the Green Campus uh, building. And listen, hey, welcome to spring in central New York, right? I, I'm out here in a hoodie. Um, you know, the weatherman throws out uh, temperatures like it's bingo numbers, right? 72, 31, 65, 29, 44, right? We just, it's so hard to tell, right? Um, so when you think about spring, though, you think about gardens, you think about planting. And uh, I'll be honest, I am really super thankful for the people that take care of the gardens around here, uh, the people that have green thumbs and, and make these things, these areas look so nice. Um, part of the reason I'm thankful is this, um, it's not my responsibility. And it's not because I don't want to do the work. It's because, well, gardens and I are not on speaking terms. Um, in fact, uh, we don't get along. Uh, basically, I kill plants. Uh, I don't intend to. I, I don't intend to be a plant murderer. Um, but I'm definitely guilty of uh, negligent, involuntary plant slaughter. But listen, I love God's word. And uh, there's a story, a great story, that Jesus tells that centers around this idea of plants and soil. And so, if you would, join me in Matthew chapter 13. Uh, let me just give you, as you're turning there, a little bit of background. Now, I'll be reading from the ESV this morning, uh, but you can follow along in, in whatever copy of the Bible you have. And as you're turning there, the, the background of this, uh, Jesus is really reaching the peak of his earthly ministry. And by, by the peak, I mean, it, I guess it depends on how you measure success, um, but it, it, it's the peak of his popularity. Let's put it that way. And so Jesus has these crowds that are just following him everywhere. Now, as you look at those crowds, like some of them are very devout followers. But then there are others that are kind of just following Jesus because they're hoping that Jesus is going to save them from Roman oppression. But we also see from some other passages that there's a few of these followers 
who do not believe what Jesus is teaching. In fact, their hearts are hard and, and they simply, they're following Jesus to gather incriminating evidence. And so as this crowd is following him and gathering around him, they're pressing in and Jesus shares this parable, starting in verse three. And he told them many things in parables saying, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seeds fell along the path and the birds came and devoured them. And other seeds fell on rocky ground where they did not have much soil. And immediately they sprang up since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched. And, and since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and produced grain, some a hundredfold, some 60, some 30. He who has ears, let him hear. Now, what's really unique about this parable is that Jesus gives the disciples, his closest followers, and us a full explanation of, of what this uh, parable really means. Now, we're going to skip over some verses to get to that. We're going to skip over verses 10 through 17. And so I want to encourage you to study those verses, verses 10 through 17, on your own. Because, listen, there, there's a really interesting dialogue that takes place here between Jesus and his closest followers. Because they question him on why he's speaking in parables. And his answer to them is absolutely fascinating. So you really need to go check it out. But, but for this morning, let's just scroll down and, and go down to verses 18 and beyond and pick up where Jesus explains this parable. So let's take a look at that. Verse 18, it says this. Hear then that the parable of the sower, when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is what was sown along the path. As for what was sown on rocky soil, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but he endures for a while. And when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately he falls away. As for what was sown among the thorns, this is the one that hears the word, but the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. As for what was sown on the good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it. He indeed, he indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, and in another thirty. You see, Jesus gives an, an, an explicit explanation of what it means for each part of this parable. Now, listen, as we, as we go through and examine this parable, let's just take a, a pause for a moment here. Because one of the things that the tendencies is, is for us to look at a parable like this. And we look at one thing the types of soil. And listen, we'll definitely get to that at some point. 
But here's the thing. As you look at your copy of the Bible, what does it say is the header for this paragraph? So like some, some translations might say the four soils or the parable of the soils. But it's really more accurate to describe this as the parable of the sower, the seeds, and the soil. So listen, if your Bible has one of those other headings, throw it out. No, listen, I'm just kidding. I mean, you guys know that the, the Bible header, the headers are, are not something that was part of the original text. It wasn't something that was inspired. In fact, for that matter, neither are the chapter numbers and the verse numbers, right? Listen, one of the things, you know, I, we joke about is that how much I like the ESV, but even the ESV kind of has this uh, incomplete header here because it refers to this chapter, this section as the parable of the sower. I do want to take a moment to talk about the sower. You see, as, as we look at the Bible stories, we should try to see ourselves in the story, it, to identify ourselves in the narrative. Now, here's, here's the danger. We need to be careful because sometimes we tend to put ourselves in the story as the hero uh, when really we're the villain, okay? But in this case, in this particular parable, we often see ourselves, and, and others for that matter, as the soil. And we'll consider that in just a minute. But, but first, if you are a Jesus follower, listen, you are a sower. Now, Jesus describes the seed as the word of the kingdom and in verse 19. And now today, we would call that the gospel, the, the good news. The, the fact that Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection and his plan to come back and return to establish an eternal kingdom, that's the gospel, that's the good news. And so as you look at this, we have, we have, we've identified the seed, but you are actually the sower. As a Jesus follower, you're planting seeds of the good news of Jesus. But isn't it interesting that, that as we look at this parable, the sower is spreading seeds. In fact, it, it, it almost seems he's sowing them indiscriminately because as he's going along, he's, he's throwing the seeds uh, wherever. Now, because that we understand the differences between the hard soil and the rocky soil, the weed-infested soil, and good soil. Listen, we often uh, save our seeds, our, our gospel message, for only the situations and only the people that we predetermine are, are good soil. Uh, we do that because, well, we want, we want the highest rate of success, right? We want, we want the best return our, on our investment. We're, we're looking for the, the most crops that we can possibly get out of our sowing. And so we only want to share the gospel where it seems to be most effective. But, but let's be honest. We are, we are often soil inspectors. We, we want to test the soil first before we waste our, our gospel presentation on, on some rocky ground. Listen, that is not the point of this parable. In fact, in fact, the challenge from this perspective of the sower is to spread the gospel wherever, whenever, without any predetermination. 
Stephen Furtick said it this way. He said, let the soil do its work. Let, let God do his work in the hearts and minds of people. We, we don't need to predetermine what type of soil it is. Let God do his work. See, we don't create the life. We don't cause the, the growth. We're simply called to plant the seeds. See, the sower in this parable really is pretty indiscriminate on where the seeds end up. And he's sowing in the good soil. But as he does that, seeds also end up on the other three types of soil. He, he isn't carefully digging a hole and, and planting one seed in each hole. He, he's spreading the good news. He's spreading the seeds all around. And so I think the lesson that we need to take from the part, the sower part of this parable is this. Be a seed spreader, not a soil inspector. Be a seed spreader, not a soil inspector. See, last week, Pastor Justin talked about the fact that we are salt and light and that Jesus is just too good to keep to ourselves. And, and listen, he even mentioned that it's not a guilt trip on the on the reasons why you should be evangelizing more. It, we provide the tools. We, we provide the training of the saints, like Ephesians 4 talks about, the training of the saints to be ministers of the gospel. And so I would encourage you to check out 201 if, you've, if you have not done that. That's one of the tools that we provide. Okay, so we've looked at the seed. We've looked at the sower. All right, so now... Let's chat about the four types of soil. Now, the first one Jesus mentions is this, hard ground. It's, it's the well-worn path. It's, it's the place that has been seen a lot of traffic. There's been a lot of people that have trampled through there for years, maybe even for centuries. This is hard, beaten down ground. Now, this first soil has the seed spread on it, and but there's just no penetration. There's, there's no germination in the seed. There, there's no hole that's dug to put the seed in. There, there's no soil that's put back over the top of the seed afterwards. It just sits there on the surface. And soon, it's gone. Now, listen, there's, there's people that hear the gospel based on Jesus' explanation there's, there's people that hear the gospel and it has no effect on them whatsoever. Their hearts and their minds are just too hardened. Their, their lives are too distracted. So there's no germination in the seed. Jesus says in, in verse 19, he says, uh, When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the, the evil one comes and snatches it away. And, and this is what has been sown on the path. So these people probably never act like a Jesus follower. Now, unless they are trying to somehow impress people or, or live up to someone's expectation, they probably never uh, even pretend to be interested in the gospel. Now, thankfully, some people who spend years or maybe even uh, most of their lives with a hard heart can find themselves softening in time. 
And so listen, if you're throwing seeds, if you're sharing the gospel with somebody that, that's hard soil, here's the encouragement. Keep throwing seeds at them because maybe one day they'll stick. And, and if you are the one listening right now and, and your heart is hard to this idea of, of Jesus and the gospel and the good news, I want to encourage you that there's good news for you because even though you have been rejecting this message for a long time, there is still opportunity to reconsider. And, and at the very least, I hope you'll understand that, that we as Jesus followers, we're going to keep throwing seeds your way. But we're not throwing them in your direction just to, to annoy you. We're, we're doing it because we, we love you and we want to share this good news with you. Now listen, there, there are three other types of soil mentioned here. But, but they're a little bit different because for a time at least, their plants actually grew. They, if, if for a little while, the plants even look the same, even though they're in completely different environments. But those completely different environments have a different effect on how the seed grows and how the plant grows. And so the next soil we look at is, is the rocky soil. And, and this soil, it, it brings out a, a plant that grows. In fact, Jesus describes it in verse 5 and 6. But then later on, Jesus describes it and says that this is someone who has a very shallow faith. They, they hear the gospel. In fact, they respond with joy. Salvation and, and forgiveness for my sins, like, sign me up. They're, they're excited about it. So the seed that falls on the rocky soil, they, they accept it. They, they, create, they have life for a moment, but that plant dies very quickly because God just doesn't fit their description, their expectation. And, and because of persecution or, or tribulation or difficulties, they fade away very quickly. Listen, the, the next type of soil is the one that's described as thorny. So this thorny ground actually produces a plant that lives. It, it survives. So this person is different from the first two people that Jesus described. You see, person A on the hard ground, they, they outright reject the gospel. Person B, well, they, they don't weather the storms and trials of life, the tribulations. Uh, because their faith is shallow, and, and, and so it dies. But this plant that, that grows, person C, their life is characterized by soil that seems to be okay at, at growing things. But, but listen, their, their faith has a problem. Because it's not the gospel seed couldn't grow. It, it starts to grow. But it's not alone in the garden. See, Jesus describes these people in verses 22. He says this, as, as for what was sown among the thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but then the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and it proves unfruitful. Now, it doesn't say it kills it. It just says that in this soil, it becomes 
unfruitful because of the things that grow up around it, the weeds that grow up around it. And so that leads us to the last soil, the, the best soil, the, the good ground. And, and the good soil grows a great plant because in this parable, it's described as, as, as something that produces a great harvest. Now see, the, the thorny soil, uh, it produced a, a, a plant that could grow and, and, and be sustainable, but it didn't reproduce. They, they got distracted by the cares of this world and they just weren't able to reproduce. Now the rocky soil, they, they can't withstand the, the commitment and, and usually it, they didn't even understand what it really meant to be a Jesus follower. And so their plant died off. Their expectations of what God should be or, 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 should, or, or should do doesn't pan out. And, and so they wither away and die. But the good soil... That's, that's who we want to be, right? We want to grow and reproduce. Now, Jesus described these people in verse 23 as this. As for what's sown on the good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it. He, he indeed yields fruit and bears fruit. And, and in one case, it's a hundredfold. Another case is 60, and another case it's 30. That's how, that's how Jesus described the seed that grows on good soil. So in other words, listen, that is the difference. It's reproducing. And so this morning, the point I want you to walk away with is this, is that true faith produces a harvest. You see, we often talk about making more and better Jesus followers around here, right? In fact, in fact, we talk so much about it, maybe you feel like it's become a little cliche. But listen, this is at the very core, this is the very purpose of the reason why we do this thing called church. Disciples that make disciples. The Great Commission, Jesus', Jesus last commandment before his ascension in heaven, he basically said this, in your going, make disciples that make disciples. So listen, as we reflect on this and, and we want to draw some personal application from this, which soil describes you the best? Maybe this morning you're hearing the good news of Jesus, that, that he was the son of God, sent to be born of a virgin, lived a perfect life, died a horrific death on a cross, shed his blood, that our sin payment would be covered. But he not only covered sin, he conquered death by rising again on the third day. Maybe you're hearing that for the first time. Maybe you've heard it before, but as you hear it, you reject it. You see, you're, you're really the hard ground. But listen, as, as you hear this good news, and even though you are not, you have not been receiving it, maybe you have not been ready to accept that, that free gift of restoration with God. Here's the thing. You know what? Some of us who are Jesus followers now, 
We were just like you at one point in our lives also. We didn't want to hear it anymore. We, we didn't want to believe it. But see, there's hope because we're going to keep throwing seeds at you. We're going to keep throwing the good news at you. Because our prayer is that God is going to work in your heart to soften the soil, to, to, to make you more receptive to the good news. And it's our prayer that even today, you will allow God to work in your heart and in your mind and your soul so that you can see that He wants a relationship with you. Now maybe, if you're honest with yourself, maybe you're the rocky soil. You heard the good news before, and, and you were pretty excited about it, but, but that's all a memory. You're just not into Jesus anymore. Now, maybe you had some bad experiences at church. Maybe you're just rethinking your beliefs and you're questioning things. In fact, maybe you're what, what's, what's popular today being described as deconstructing. You know what? That's okay for a time. But listen, what gets deconstructed needs to be reconstructed. And so, I don't know, maybe, maybe you weren't even a true believer before. But you still have the opportunity to be assured that your faith in Jesus results in a changed life. Or, or it could be that you weren't really rocky soil. Maybe you're thorny soil. Your, your faith in the gospel did produce a living plant, a, a, real, a real faith journey in following Jesus. But you've allowed what Jesus called the cares of this world to distract you. In fact, he talked about the deceitfulness of riches that, that literally choke out your faith. Does that describe you? You see, if it does, let me tell you from a very personal experience that there is hope for you as well. Because I've been there. I've done that. I've spent years as that thorny ground. So focused on, on other things that I barely had time for my relationship with God. And looking back, I can tell you that it's very easy to fall into that it's very hard to get out of it. But listen, God can do a work in your heart, just like he did in mine. And he can work in your life to prune away those, those thorns, to, to help you refocus and become a healthy plant again. One that reproduces. Now, maybe as you look at this parable, you can honestly say you're the good soil. Listen, we have, we have some great reproducers here at Berean. We have some people that are, that are, are great at sharing their faith and, and they're mentoring others to be better, better Jesus followers. But my plea to you this morning, if you, if you fall into that category, don't quit. Keep going. Because it can be hard sometimes. Sometimes it may seem like that all the seed you're sowing is falling on hard ground. But don't quit. You see, 
Our job is to remain faithful. God is doing a work in us, and He is doing a work through us. But here's the kicker. If we're doing all this stuff just out of religious guilt or obligation, then when we talk about this sermon series about religious people and these parables messing them up, guess what? We are the messed up religious people. Because we should be doing this out of our, our, our excitement and our relationship with God. Our, our relationship with God should make us so excited to share our faith. Like we said, Jesus is just too good to keep to ourselves. But listen, this isn't about counting how many people you've led to Jesus or, or counting how great a, a soul winner you are. Producing a harvest, reproducing, is something that, that you may not even be able to quantify. You, you, you might not be able to make a list of all the people that you've led to Jesus. Because, listen, there are so many different ways that God, God can use us and, and, and does use each of us to influence others. And so, don't doubt your faith because you don't have this long list of, of, of Jesus followers, people that you've influenced. In fact, the point is you need to be consistent and diligent and persevere. Those are, those are the descriptions of that good plant that reproduces. You see, here's the thing. Even though people can't necessarily... Uh, point to you and you, you don't have this list of people that, that maybe you are their greatest influence. Here's the thing. The question is this. It's twofold. Are you growing and are you sowing? Now, we've probably used this illustration many times before, but, but I feel like it's still appropriate. There's, there's a song that's called Thank You. And in this song, it describes this person that goes... To heaven and has the opportunity to stand before Jesus. And, and, and Jesus points out to him all the people that have, uh, that were influenced by them, people that they had no idea that the things that they taught in, in a class or, or the money they gave to a, a missionary, somehow those things all influenced this great crowd of people that were there in heaven because of their seed planting. And so they all come up to him and, and they're thanking him for the little things that they did in life that pointed people to Jesus. Listen, you may not have any idea the number of people that you have influenced, but it goes down to this. Keep growing and keep sowing. In fact, I would ask you to say that with me. Keep growing and keep sowing. Because you see, true faith produces a harvest. If you would, bow your heads and, and close your eyes. And I just want to give you a moment of, of quietness and focus to be able to respond to what you've heard this morning. 
because really there, there are two parts to this. There, there may be those that need to respond to the good news, to respond to the gospel. And if, and if you have never made that decision to be a Jesus follower, wow, we would be so excited to be able to share with you from God's word what that really means. And so we encourage you to, to reach out to us and, 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 and look in God's word for yourself. And, and, and listen, there's no special prayer. You just have to make that decision. Yes, I want to follow Jesus. But for many of us this morning, the reflection is, what kind of sower am I? And what kind of soil am I? Am I growing? And am I sowing? And so this morning, I want to encourage you. Consider where you are at. There is hope no matter which soil you are, no matter whether you've been sowing or you've never sowed any seeds of the gospel before in your life. There's hope and God can use you if you're simply willing to grow and to sow. Would you pray with me? Our gracious God, we come before you this morning and we want to remember all those that, at our green campus that uh, are not feeling well right now, that are wrestling with COVID and, and, and other related uh, issues. And uh, God, we just pray your special hand on them. And, and God, we thank you for the wisdom of our leadership to, to be able to step aside and, and not to have in-person gatherings this week. And God, we just pray that we'll be able to come back together in person next week and, and, and celebrate uh, how you have uh, touched people's lives. And in the meantime, God, it's our prayer that, that as this word goes out online, that, that it has an impact on, on people, both those that are listening and hearing the gospel and those that have already accepted that gospel and, and, and our, our, our growing plants. God, we pray that we each grow more and more in the likeness of your son, Jesus Christ, as you've called us to be. But God, help us not to just be focused internally on ourselves and our own personal growth. But God, help us to share the good news of Jesus with those around us. God, help us to keep growing and keep sowing. That we might honor and praise you and spread the good news of your son, Jesus Christ, to all who we hear. We pray this all in Jesus' precious name. Amen. You know, I really pray that the truths that you've heard here today fell onto good soil. And I encourage you to take a minute to like or subscribe to our Facebook and YouTube pages so you don't miss anything coming up in the future. And if you've been challenged or encouraged today, share this broadcast on social media with your friends and family. And if you have any questions about where, what we're doing here at Berean with our growth process or connect groups, please reach out at bbctransform.org connect and let us know how we can serve you better. Until next week, stay safe and stay healthy.
sing for joy when my heart is heavy in all my days. Oh, yes, I will. I want the same God that never fails. Just to praise, to glorify, glorify the name. 